Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for all the latest fight action. Direct from Wales in the United Kingdom. 100% live. It's Big Fight Weekly with your hosts, Chris Hume and Stu Palmer. I'm looking to the mirror and all I see is failure staring back at me. Welcome, it is episode 46 of the Big Fight with myself, Stu Palmer, and my co host and cousin Chris Hume. How are you, Chris? Yeah, you? good. Good, good. Oh, good. And a big thank you to Mike Angus for the ring announcing intro. I've not thanked him for that on our little video countdown clip there. So thank you to him. Thank you to all you are. Thank you to Evade Escape for the music, as always, as well. And yeah, Chris, we've got a lot to get through today. We'll be talking about UFC 271, which was fantastic. But we're going to start off with a grudge match, which has been talked about for years. It's took very, very long for it to happen, Chris. I'm talking like eight, nine, ten years of this. They're going to fight. They haven't fought. They're going to fight. Yeah, it's all. No, it's not. And we're finally getting it. But is it too late as it's Amir Khan versus Kel Brook? Chris, what are your thoughts first and foremost on this? <clears throat> well, they've had quite an interesting careers, haven't they? Uh, parallels and you know, winning titles and in, in, in divisions. And I was watching something on it uh, earlier today. There's like a, someone made like a like a documentary, and they're using Sky Sports and HBO sort of videos. So you know, I didn't know much of the history of why they hate each other so much. So it was quite intriguing for me to sort of you know get a, a sort of an insight to you know why has this become such a hate, hated fueled sort of you know, hate. Um, yeah, I, I think it's like, as you say, I've watched like the, the fights and it's, it is quite a late ta- late in the time sort of fight, isn't it? This fight should have made, been made, what, five, six years ago in their primes? Maybe, maybe, maybe longer, but yeah, it would have been, would have been better five, six years ago, no doubt, because, you know, they've had, they've had losses. All right. You know, they fought Golovkin and Sal Canelo, respectively, Alvarez. So yeah, you mm-hmm. can kind of take that. You're against, they've gone up against the elite. 
But this fight should have happened. I know we've said about it for weeks and months since it got announced, but this fight should have happened sooner. And, you know, they're uh, 11th and 13th respectively in the WBC as well. But, you know, I, I just wonder what will be next for him after this. And I'm not sure who to go for winning it. I'm, I'm thinking Amir Khan, you know, my, my, my head saying Amir Khan. But I was a big fan of Kel Brook back in the day as well. You know, he had some great nights at world title level. But I just feel Amir Khan's going to beat him. Who it's fought to, like who? Who fought like the who's out of the both of them? Who's the last to fight? Like who, it's got you know? it's, it's got to be Carl against. Uh, I'm trying to think if it was Billy Dib last who he had, uh, but I think I think it was I think it was Carl prior uh, before Brooke, after Brooke. Sorry, um, but yeah, I just I just wonder I just wonder what the hell is going to happen after this because you know Conor Ben's going to hold some cards. You know if they want another domestic fight after this one, yeah. you look at Conor Ben and his standing. All right, he's been more active. We get that. But he's in more of the boxing boards, you know, within the top 10, 15. Like, he's ranked, like, 6th, 4th, 7th in the different boxing boards. So, I think he holds the cards. All right, financially, they're going to have the pulling power. You know, they're, mm -hmm. they're more well-known. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've done a lot past this fight. But I just, uh, yeah, I'm just wondering what will happen afterwards. But, yeah, I think Amir Khan's going to win this, Chris. Is it? Just, is this like? A, is this in a stage for like, say, for an example now? I'm not saying that the comparison to two, these two fighters I'm going to bring up. But the whole sort of situation around the fight, is it much like uh, Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather? How that got dragged on for years and years and years. And by the time they finally sort of, you know, got in the, in the ring together, it was awful. It wasn't what people expected, I mean, you know. They went, at, they went at weights to fight different people as well. Do you know what I mean? They're not, it's, not, it's not a cop-out as such because, you know, they fought people on the way. You know, I know mm -hmm. Amir Khan. Amir Khan had a fantastic match against Maidana. You know, Maidana... A lot of people said when uh, Mayweather fought him the first time, they felt Maidana had won the fight, hadn't they? You know, um, mm. so you know, Khan, Khan, we know he's got a bit of it. You know, his chin's always been an issue, but he has yeah. beaten he has beaten a lot of people. When you look through his record, uh, I don't think he gets the respect he deserves. I think I think yeah. he's had I think he's had bigger fights than Kel Brooks had, is what I'm saying. You know, more more fights, more high caliber level of opponent than Kel Brook. That's why I think I'm, you know teetering towards Amir Khan for the victory this Saturday night. Well, they they both fought some high quality, as you just said, like you know, Errol Spence, the yeah, Crawford, Spence, the, the yeah. Ter uh, Terence Crawford. The so they fought, you know, the two best in the business currently in the, in the division. So it, it's hard for me because, you know, when you've had such a long way layoff you know, and I'm going to look towards MMA and this sort of thing because I can make more of the, a better cons a comparison to that, but when you've had a long layoff and you're coming back into a combat, a combat sports and it, you know, it, it's a violent sort of situation. It is. And they're aged are at and the fights they've had and they've obviously gone to war so many times and they fought, you know, some of the best, if not best in the world. And they've been away for so long. Is this fight going to be one of them where people are excited to see it, but when it actually goes down on Saturday night, it's a bore. I, I think, I still think it'll be exciting as much as I'm downplaying it, you know, not in their prime anymore. I think it will deliver. I think it will deliver. Uh, Cal Brook made a point as well. He said, you know, I went straight into the pro game, really, whereas Amir Khan went through the Olympic route first, didn't he? Yeah, he did, He yeah. said, I, I, never, I never wanted to do that. Um, you know, so they've had two different trajectories in the early portions of their career because I don't know how many amateur fights Cal Brook had. You know, himself, I'm sure he had a few, didn't he? But he was very young turning pro. I know Khan did the Olympics then he had, then he had an, a couple of amateur bouts, didn't he, before he went pro. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, it, you've got, I'm trying to encompass it from both sides, really. But um, who do you think is going to win? I'll ask you. 
I, I, out it, the team. Because I've watched them today, and they're, like they're very different, aren't they? In the skill set of how how they set things up in, and how how they how they how they, their movement, and and then obviously Amir Khan's speed, but then Amir Khan's got a really really problematic jaw, hasn't he? Um, would you say a glass jaw because he, he does get hit, but he has been hit by heavy hitters. He has been hit by power punches. And you know they ha- he has been dropped. And, you know Kelbrook isn't exactly a slouch in, in, in the punch and power department. He's not a, a knockout artist, but you know he ha- he can put him to sleep because it, it's that it's that issue of can he take a punch? And even at this age now, can he still take a punch? Um, as and is that speed Amir Khan where when he was with Freddie Roach, where he was very elusive and he was on the outside with me and he was quick and he used his one twos, came in and then went back out again to avoid the shot. Can he still do that? I I it, don't think so. Going back to the last fight he had, it was July the 12th, 2019, when he fought Billy Dibb. So we're talking, you know, we're coming up, we're approaching three years, let's say just for argument's sake, it was two and a half years. So he's not been in the ring since then. And then Cal Brook, because I can't think off the top of my head when he last fought, so I've just gone here. Terence Crawford, uh, which was the 14th of November, 2020. So Cal Brook's had the bigger fight. And he's fought more recently, Chris. You know, he was he was TKO by Terence Crawford, but I mean, come on, but, yeah, but there's best pound, yeah, pound. yeah. So I, maybe Kelbrook, maybe Kelbrook is the front runner because you know I mean, he's fought he's fought the higher caliber opponent. Nobody knew who Billy Dib was, but as Amir Khan said, Chris, he made ten million out of that fight. But it was out in Saudi Arabia, oh. so they're throwing a lot of money at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's, yeah, yeah they'll they'll throw more money there. than what you'd get in America and uh, yeah. Europe. Um, it's one of them because you don't know behind closed doors of um, what Amir Khan's been up to, what he's been training on, what's he been working on. It's hard to see what you know. What I mean, you'd be like to be like a fly on the wall and see what these guys have been doing and what they've been setting up, you know, tactically when they when they sort of fight each other. It'd been great to see. Um, but I don't know. Um, I've watched I've watched more Amir Khan. Than I have of Kelbrook. Obviously, I know Amir Khan a bit more name value than Kelbrook. Um, so yeah, I probably go with. Um, Amir Khan in, in this aspect, um, just only because I've seen more of his fights, and I, I, I'll always like you know minus his jaw. We forget about his, his problematic jaw and, and not being able to take a punch, but his speed uh, and his one twos uh, were all fantastic when he was when he's in his prime and it, it was still in and out and had really good head movement and he was moving about really well. And yeah, I, I probably side with that only because I know Amir Khan a bit more better than I do Kel Brook. But I've watched some Kel Brook. Fights. I think uh, last one I remember watching was the Golovkin one, and he did really well against Golovkin. Early um, on, early on, he did. But yeah. man, did his eye, did his eye take a pounding? And that's yes. I, I know he's fought since because he fought he fought Golovkin a long time ago. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that was a bad eye injury that for for Brook. But he was doing really well in that fight. Yeah, yeah. Early on, early on, he was early on. He was really good. It was almost as if it's what Canelo, it's what Canelo and Golovkin like to do, though. <laughs> yeah, lay traps and yeah, false, false sense security. But also on the flip side, Chris, Khan has fought Terence Crawford as well. He got stopped in the sixth round. So you know, I just it, it styles make fights, don't they, Chris? You can look at who they fought previously. You. They both. I don't. I hate to use that cliched line, Chris. Isaac's, uh, Isaac's made a comment here, Stu. Right, okay. Let's have a look. Hi, guys. I'm putting bets on Khan smashing him in the third round. And he's changed his name. He's, he's actually down his eye. With a Z, not an S, though. And two, yeah, okay. And, and a K as well. But, uh, yeah, he's not Tyler T anymore. He's changed his name. 
So there we go. Yeah, you're thinking on the same lines as me. I think a bit later than the third round, uh, it, it might go. It might go the full twelve. Yeah, it's you possible. know, because they're they're going to be quite rusty. I, I should imagine. So I, it might be a twelve round of um, with you know points decision for Khan. I'm going for. But they're going to have to work each other out as well. And we haven't been in, yeah. in, in any sort of combat sports situation for a while. You're having to sort of work each other out and see, you know, what, what you're throwing, what they're going to throw, and, and, they're, and they're countering it in I between I am looking it. forward to it. I am looking forward to it. But it's just, you know, I will go back to the fact, imagine what, what we could have had years ago. But, you know, it's a British, it's a domestic terror. Uh, you know, we, we do them the best in the world, but there's no, there's no question of that. You know, and the, the crowd is going to be amazing in Manchester. So I am, I am still looking forward to it, but they're just a little bit past the old prime, aren't they? This is why boxing needs to sort the situation out. And when you've got two big guys who are next to each other and want to fight, put them together. Stop holding it off. Just put them together. I think everyone would be happy in the boxing in the boxing world, boxing community, if you could get two fighters, you know, like this fight in Pacquiao, Mayweather and Fury and, and Joshua, and get them, just get them sorted, get them done, get them out of the way. And then everyone's happy. And not having this if and buts, and then you're getting them, as you say, 10 years down the line, and you're thinking, yeah, you're excited because you want to see it, but it doesn't have the same sort of pulling power as it would have done 10 years previous. Testament to the two men as well, as I've said in previous episodes, because they sold the arena out in 30 minutes. So regardless of them being you know, in peak, out of peak, they still sold 20,000 tickets. And also people, just remember this is on Sky Box Office. <laughs> yeah. Which a lot of people are like, why is this on box office? I can. Hello, sorry about that. It's just cut, it cut out the broadband, but it's all right now. I don't know what yeah, happened there, but yeah, I'm back. Sorry, mate. Sorry, I apologise. No, but yeah, no. just obviously we can close out from the boxing now. Um, yeah. Just, yeah. So, Chris, who are, you, who are you going for before we move on to UFC 271? I think I'll, st- I'll stick with, I'll go with Khan. Um, so that, that's, me, is... that's, that's me, you and Isaac with Khan. You know, we're unanimous on that one. But what I'll say on the flip side is I'm not particularly I'm not going to cry any overspilled milk if Kel Brook beat him. No, um, no, no. That, that's yeah. I respect Brook. I do respect Brook. But yeah, yeah. So we will look forward to that Manchester Arena, which sold out in 30 minutes, and also that's Sky Box Office, Sky Box Office. Uh, How much is it from Sky Sky Box Office? I think it's going to be that 19.95 price price point, Chris. Why don't they just make it 20 quid? Why have to go? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> Round, round, it, round it up or make it 99 or something. But or, yeah. or, or better yet, make it free for people to watch on the telly. So people, what, they'll get, yeah. you know, millions and millions. Just like Boxer did the other week when they got a million people watching. Yeah, it. yeah that's it. I, I don't get why, why they don't do this. To throw in a freebie, get people enticed. I, I'd never understand why box office is still a thing in the UK. In America, fair enough, because in America, it does its job. Even though I think you know the prices for say UFC has gone up on ESPN, which is disgusting, and I'm glad we don't have to pay the eighty quid per um, pay per view. But it's ridiculous. It's it's well it's well overpriced. I I just think it in, in in terms of box office in this country, it's dead. I think I think these these sort of fights, uh, especially domestic tear ups, as you would say in your like your wording, they should be live on TV. They've got to put them free live on Sky Sports, not box office. Now give it to ITV. Give it to someone that you know. What I mean. This fight would sell if it was not on box office. More so if it, you know, if it is what is on box office per se. But are yes. we moving? Are we moving on to UFC 271, Chris? And the main event. There's been a bit of controversy on the victor. I know mm-hmm. you've got a lot. I know you've got a lot to say about this, Chris. 
And I've read a lot online. Some people felt Robert Whittaker did enough to win it. But yeah, 48-47, 48-47, and a 49-46, Chris. I don't know where he put that score up, the third judge, because that uh, was what, far 49. too wide. 49-46. Um, I don't know what fight he was watching there, Stuart, at all. Did he, did he, have, a, did he have like a blanket <clears throat> over his head or something? I, I don't. I, I, when I, when I, I've, I've watched it again today because obviously I watched it live and I stayed up for it uh, on the weekend. But uh, I had more of an idea now watching it back. More um, so, like, I didn't really listen to the judges. I just saw, obviously, yeah. I just saw, obviously, I just suddenly got the victory and I was a bit like, I don't know. I don't know. And I, I've obviously been wanting to speak to you about it for a few days because I I felt in my, myself that this fight was closer. And I said to you last week, this fight would be closer. But you're watching it back again today and actually proper analysing the fighters. I, I feel like Whitaker won round three, two, three and four. No, two, three and five. Sorry. I, I just think he won. I, win. I think the third round was close. Um, but I, I think you know Adesanya won the first round because he dropped him and it was in control. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the second yeah. round, I think you saw Whitaker use the takedowns, mix up. But I think he was striking more. Um, the third round was very close. You could easily give it either way. But I think he might just. I think Adesanya might just pinch the third round. The fourth round, yes, Adesanya. I think. I think I could. Did I get it right? Yeah. Well, hold on. I'll get back to myself. And then the fifth round, I thought Whitaker completely controlled it. Used the takedowns and it, the striking, no shoot to me. And I'm, I'm I'm waffling and moving quickly here, but the the striking comparison to Whitaker in Adesanya, and I don't know what the stats say, but in my eyes, I'm watching it. Whitaker was a, was a, connecting more with his striking than Adesanya was. I, I felt like after the first round, Adesanya was throwing a lot of feints, not really connecting with Whitaker, but obviously throwing some quite ferocious leg kicks and calf kicks to him. But other than that, I didn't see anything else other than Whitaker. Hitting him, hitting him with a one-two, or he was going with a straight jab, but he was connecting every time. And I didn't really see much striking in Adesanya. I didn't. I know what people would say, well, when Whitaker took Adesanya down, Adesanya pretty much got up straight away. But that's you've got to, you've got to go to a point here you know, where even if you're taking someone down, that should count as a, you know a point per se to the judges. I, I, it baffles me. That you know, especially the commentary, Stuart, and I, I want what your opinion on this. But there was so biased towards Adesanya yet again. Like in a Blahovic fight, they're and making Bisping, you... Bisping was on one of the big big cards commentating as yeah, well. Of Joe, yeah, because yeah. of Joe Rogan, obviously in Joe Rogan's situation. Like, and, um, <laughs> but I, honestly, it, it annoyed me because I felt it was so biased towards Adesanya. Um, I don't think Whitaker got... They, they didn't speak about how well Whitaker was doing enough for me. And I think, you know what I mean, Whitaker. I didn't think he struggled. I think he betted Adesanya after the first round. I don't think Adesanya really laid the glove on him, other than the leg kicks. I, 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 I it baffles me um, how these sort of fights are given to fighters who are champions and superstars. But really, when you look at the fight they've lost, I can wheel these off for you. Let's uh, say covington and Usman, very good fight very close but i think covington won the last three rounds but you can still sort of give it either way but yeah yeah absolutely i i think gone beating garnu i think gone got three rounds to two um i we can go way 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 back and um, i've got to think of this the guy that john jones fought um reyes dominic reyes versus john jones and i thought reyes beat john jones in that fight as well 
And it's just it's things like this really frustrate me. It's either the judging is absolutely awful, or there's something going on here that we're not precedent to in the back scenes, obviously. Would it would beg the question, wouldn't it? There's some favoritism going on. Um, are we are we gonna say there's like backhanders or something going on, Chris? Do you, do you, think, there's, do you think there's money changing hands and we don't know about it? With the churches, obviously, am, obviously, I, am I am I clutching at something that's not actually there? I I, I don't know because you know, obviously, obviously these are opinions, and you know everyone could think differently. But a lot of other uh, uh, sort of content creators are, are, and do mixed mixed martial arts and watch this event. I've all gone and said Whitaker won the fight. I, I I just don't see where Adesanya really pulled away. He dropped him, yeah, but Whitaker got mm. straight back up. And I just didn't, I just didn't see Adesanya do anything that really pulls me to think, oh yeah, he might have just pinched it, because I didn't see any of that. I, I saw Whitaker was coming in, he was hitting him. They weren't great shots, and it wasn't a great fight. It was quite dull, wasn't it? And but you know, you know it's one of them, isn't it? They fought before, and I suppose it's hard to fight again, being a bit more, being less frantic and a bit more technical and slowing things down and, and working things out when you're fighting an opponent you've already fought. But I don't know. I, I had Whitaker win in this fight, Stuart. I, I, I was shocked when Adesanya got given the, the nod by the judges. I should say 49-46 by one of the Far judges. Far too wide. We've had 49-46 since we've done this show since last year. That 49-46 crops up a hell of a lot, doesn't it? And I, I doesn't, there's no way, you know, you can have it tight on a 48-47. I can kind of see it, but, you know, I have a way of 48-47. Because he was, he was doing enough. He kept himself busy. Were we expecting a bit more from it? I think maybe, yeah, there was the, yeah, something, yeah. Some, I, so. something was awry, wasn't it, somewhere. But do we get a third fight, Chris? Because Whitaker in the post-fight has said, like, you know, it, a third fight. Do you not think they'll mm. go that route? No, because mm. he's 2-2 two, two down. Mm, that, and I, I think, obviously, we'll get to Cannonier, uh, you know, after the co-main when we finish with this one. But um, obviously, Cannonier is, gonna, is definitely the next fight for Adesanya, and I think that's June. They're, they're looking at, I think, which is International Fight Week, isn't it? Um, I don't know. I, it's hard for me because it's like, can you sell another fight between Adesanya and Whitaker? Even though I think me and I, I I'd imagine majority of uh, MMA fans would agree that Whitaker won the fight. I don't know. People that are watching us right now, I'd love to. I'd love your comments to see uh, what you thought about Whitaker and Adesanya. Did you think Whitaker was robbed in this fight, or did you think Adesanya, you know, won the fight? The way the judges thought he did, um, I don't know, Stuart. I think if for Whitaker after this fight now to get next to get back in line against Adesanya, I, you knew I think Vittori would be an absolute perfect opponent for him now because what's the point of throwing him back against everybody else? Because he beats everybody else, and you're, you're left with Whitaker versus who, and then he's going to have to start rematching fights. Because there's no one really bursting through middleweight at the moment who's a rising star that yeah, you can go, yeah. oh, hold on, yeah. he, he could be the guy. There yeah. isn't anybody. So you've got Whitaker and Vittori, who were probably the next two best in that division. You know, Jared Cannon is a great fighter, but what Robert Whitaker's really beaten him. You know, Vittori, I think, could beat him because Vittori could use you know a lot of the heavy ground, the heavy ground game he uses, and I think he could stifle Kanenier. But they're the two of the best. And then you've got Izzy. I, I can't physically look at that division and say there's anyone else that can leapfrog. 
there is one guy, but he's at welterweight, but he has fought at middleweight, Stuart, and that is uh, Hazmat uh, Shemaev. He's also come out and said that um, he'd kill Izzy with his wrestling. <laughs> I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. But you know, he's got he's got business at one one seventy. But hey, like you say, he can do one eight five. And he's that, done it. Yeah. Uh, that that's. Um, I do. I do think he would be very problematic, as he's saying. You know, he, I think he backs up what he's saying. And he's not. He, you know, he's not just saying it for the sake of it. He he would be able to do it. There's no question. But yeah, just um, obviously we're going to talk about Cannoneer in a minute. You know, going in as number one contender. But I'm sure yeah, we're going yeah. to talk about it length. But yeah, anything else? Anything else for this to close out before we move on to tie two of Visa? Two of Vasa, sorry. Two of Vasa, yes. Yeah, not two um, I just, you know, I mean, like I say, I thought and it was one of these fights again and, and that we've seen in the last 12 months and, you know, I mean title fights now that really, looking at it, should have gone the other way, but they haven't. And it could be that, you know, the judges are just not doing their job properly or UFC are protecting their superstars. Obviously, my opinion, um, I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, Adesanya has won the fight and he's, he's, he's done it as what everyone thinks he's done it, you know, the judges and, and the biased commentary of UFC. I I, I, I personally had Whitaker and it's, it's just, it's, it's horrible to think a guy like that who clearly won is now back of the line and really he's got nowhere to go at the moment. It's a shame for Whitaker. That, that's what I'll sort of end this on. Absolutely, absolutely. So Adesanya retains, carries on. Still only the one loss in his career when he went up to light heavyweight against Jan Blachowicz. But yeah, I'm sure Robert Whitaker will come again, Chris. Hopefully, as you were saying, you know, maybe Vittori next. That'll be a good start stylistically, I'm sure. And Isaac's back. You were right, Chris. There is always room for more fights in the year. We have a good field of competition in boxing right now. Let's see if everyone gets a go at each other. Yet the fights are there to be made. Like, there's no question. And I, I think Conor Ben is ready for one of them too. I think we need another domestic battle. And Brady Barlow, good friend of myself and Chris's. Hello, mate. Afternoon, boys. Afternoon, Steve. Paul, all good, Brady. Uh, good to have we'll you move on. on. We'll move Absolutely. On. Here we go, Chris. <laughs> and uh, tight to Ambassador Chris. Defeats, you know, one of the strongest punches in heavyweight in the whole of MMA. Mr. Mm. Derek Lewis and the Houston hoodoo continues for Derek Lewis, Chris. Because, you know, he was he was favourite leading into this. But I'll tell you what, Tui Vassa, what a performance. And he kept coming at him, didn't he, when they were trading, you know, before the finish of the fight as well. He was he was right up there with him, wasn't he? Up and he was throwing at him. What, what a courageous performance on his behalf. Like, unbelievable. Yeah, he did, and he did get wobbled by uh, Derek Lewis um, a few times. I, I must sort of forget the striking for a minute and say I was amazed by uh, Derek Lewis's takedowns. I didn't see them coming. I didn't imagine that he'd uh, he'd go for a sweep um, in the first round, um, and then he went he went for a little judo throw as well. Um, I was a bit pulled back, you know, as the commentary said about you know Ngannou's taking people down. Now you got Derek Lewis taking people down. You know, two guys who are like known for knocking people out with one punch, and they're mixing it up. I think that's great. You know what I mean? I, I'd love to see it. Um, but unfortunately for Derek Lewis, is I think again, I think he was anxious. I think you could see the anxiety when he was fighting. Um, I know when, he, when when Derek Lewis goes, he goes, and when he's like I mean, when, he, when I mean he goes, I mean when he goes when he strikes, he puts everything in, and he's like a train, isn't he? But I just felt I saw, I felt it was very anxious in this fight. Um, I think he was finding it difficult again in Houston to 
sort of fight amongst people. I don't I don't think Derek Lewis should fight in Houston. I just don't I think he can't handle that pressure. Um I could see it in a fight. It was obviously it was very sloppy because he was when he was coming in, he was he was getting caught by Tai Tuivasa because Tuivasa was setting him up when he was coming in and he was trying to clinch work with him. Those elbows were, were alarmingly there on the show before he got knocked out by the elbow up against the cage uh, up against the cage via a clinch. Um but yeah, he survived a, a quite a brave shots did uh, Taito Vasa in the first round when they were getting up, um, and then in the second round again he, he got caught. But he was, you know, he was he was rattled. But I don't think he was wobbly. What the turning point here is is when Taito Vasa actually connected with um, Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis was wobbly all over the place, which I I, I wasn't expecting. That. I thought it would be the other way round. And obviously, at that point, was the end game for Derek Lewis because he got him against the fence. He actually actually had the clinch work. He was in control of the clinch against the fence. Gets turned round, and that elbow from that pitch, and I'll bring it back up, Stuart, because this is the uh, this is the kill shot right Ooh. here. And bang! What, what what a mix of striking as well. You know, as you can see there, the elbow. But my word, just incredible. But yeah, that that encapsulates everything you need to say. You know, uh, un- unbelievable. And you know, Chris, he was eleven. He was a ranked eleventh leading into this as well. It's a huge, huge march up the rankings for him. Um, at 28, Chris, he's a lot younger than a lot of the other guys, isn't he, within the division? Okay, Tom Aspinall around the same age, you know. Yeah. He's got he's got a long way to go, hasn't he? Were you were you surprised by him? Um, and can he can he be a problem for people further up? You know, is he is he a contender? Is he a contender at championship level for you? Um, not yet. I think um, we're going to have to see uh, Ty fight one more person. I think one more person. But I, I've he- I've heard. I don't know if it's official yet. But I, I've I've heard that Ngannou's expected to be out between nine and ten months. I don't know that if that's been officially announced yet. But from what I've been reading, I've been and I've been speaking to some people. They said nine to ten months. And this is it's a hard slog now, isn't it? I know heavyweights don't fight. More than three fights a year, anyway. So you know, when we could get another fight in for, say, Derek Lewis and Taito Avasa, I think he needs one more fight, Stuart. And I think if Tom, if Tom Aspinall beats Vol- Volkanov uh, in in March in the, U- the London card, I think you could see Taito Avasa versus Tom Aspinall for the number one contender. But also, I did say to you last week, uh, the rumor is uh, that Miotic and John Jones are going to be penciled in, Stuart, for a fight. Which is long overdue for John Jones at heavyweight, so that could scupper anything, couldn't it? Really, absolutely. So many options in that division. Absolutely. Hey, don't, he's, don't he's count, booked up. Don't he's booked count, up now as well, though. Don't count <clears> him out. You know, he's, he's another one on the on his on his night. He's devastating, isn't he? You know, he's he's a fantastic. They're all fantastic. They're all they're all really good to watch. And we we love a knockout, don't we? We love we love a KO. Yeah. So, of course so after, after the main event, you know, it was uh, it was nice to see a KO and in brutal fashion. As, as yeah, but I think he was wobbly. He was wobbly at that point. Yeah. Yeah, when, he, yeah. when, he, when he tried to clinch up, because obviously he clinched up to sort of save himself. But, I, you know what I mean? I, I just, like I said, I think I think Derek Lewis was struggling in that fight. Not the fight per se. I think everything around him. It was like serial gone all over again. Yeah. Um, it, it, I think Ty, I think Ty sent blood, didn't he? Yes, I think, yes. I think he knew, he knew from one, once he started connecting on that, that rally there. My word. Uh, but yeah, as you say, he cannot break this Houston hoodoo, can he? He just got that's, no. that's how I've termed it, you see. 
I, I think it's probably best he doesn't fight in um, Texas or maybe Houston again, really. Um, just to save face for himself. I think, you know, it happens with fighters. Certain fighters can't fight uh, in their hometowns or their own their own countries sometimes. They're better fighting away. Um, for Derek Lewis, that probably is the case that maybe, you know, goes back to the drawing board and, uh, uh, you know, but doesn't fight in Houston. He's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? This is the first proper TK uh, knockout of his career properly, you know. Uh, don't forget, he fought in Garnu, and Garnu didn't knock him out. He did beat in Garnu as well. Don't forget, this was after yeah. Miocic fight, though. So yeah. Garnu was, was in a, transition. He was in a transition. I was going to say, yeah, it was uh, the, the timing of that. But they can't knock him. You know, you can't knock him. He, he's got that on his resume. And uh, hmm. as we say, the heavyweight division is as hot as it's ever been. So yeah. many matches to come up. Chris, are we going to move on, Chris? Yeah, to another lovely KO, should we say. As we said earlier, we've got a new number one contender at middleweight. And as you said last week, Chris, he fought as high up as heavyweight did Jared Cavanier. But fantastic stopping victory of uh, Derek Brunson, Chris. And just fantastic. What what performance. Um, you know, I thought Derek Brunson, you know, he did he did get a few of the takedowns, didn't he? But it was like three, yeah. three, three of 12, which is, you know, testament to Cavanier because we know how good you know, he's good, good with his rest and his Brunson. But yeah, Chris, what, what a performance. What a, another fantastic KO for him. And he's elevated him into title contention now. You know, he's going to get the next shot, isn't he? Well, yeah, that that is that is now set in stone. He, unless an injury happens and, you know, touch wood, that doesn't happen. Um, Adesanya does need fresh blood, does need to fight against in this division. Um, Jared Cannonier is definitely going to be that guy now. Um, yeah. He was great in this fight, Stuart. Um, you know, he did get caught by Derek Brinson, and Derek Brinson yeah, caught him not just really, wrestling. really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the wrestling side of Derek Brinson's always there. Derek Brinson can, you know, can take a lot of these fighters down. I'm still like like to see him and Vittori go at it, though. That would be very, very, you know, an interesting fight to see who's got the better wrestling here. But um, Derek Brinson, I think, uh, in this fight, is he, he put a lot of his his gas tank in taking Cannonier down, and I think in the second round you saw that. Because he got a bit confused, like say a minute in, when he couldn't get that takedown, and then Kalinier caught him, uh, just with one. If it was one little clip, and it just sent his head in a spiral, and then Kalinier, as again as you said about Tai Tu, also smelling blood. He, he yeah. saw all of it coming. He saw all of it coming. I think he envisioned exactly what was going to happen within that second. He clipped Derek Brunson, and then Derek Brunson did a slight little chicken dance, and it was like, right, that's it. And he went in, he went for the kill, Stuart. And those Still elbows on the floor were disgusting. Yes, absolutely. And he's so, uh, like, you you picked him up last week saying, you know, he's striking and, you know, his power. And it's it's incredible. And and it's mad to think he was up at heavyweight, Chris. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, fantastic for him. And uh, I'm paraphrasing him here. I know he's got the title shot, but he did say, hey, Dana, I want the next shot. <laughs> so, yeah, that was paraphrasing Jared there. But a fantastic victory for him. And, uh, yeah, a title fight in the office. So, yeah, um, moving on as well with Derek Brunson. Who who next for Derek Brunson, Chris? Actually, it's a good question to say that. So, shall I get the, the, the table up? Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely, you get it, yeah. We'll have, to, we'll have the rankings up. Because um, I think we can get... Because I, I, need, I need to know who's booked. I don't want to stop throwing names out, per se. And uh, don't forget, Brun, Brunson was on a five-fight streak, wasn't he, leading into here this? Here we go. So it's only a minor, it's only a minor blip, isn't it, Chris? You know, on Brunson's end. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. He was, it, he was on it. He was on a tear. He was on an absolute tear, wasn't he? Like you know, two years there. 
It was. Right, here we go. Can you see it? No. You can't see it. I can't see it, mate. Oh, there yeah, we go. here we go, mate. Here we go. Right, okay. So, um, 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 obviously, this is going off what was currently next fight set up, as you can see, which are going out Sanya or booked on here, but obviously they fought on the weekend. Um, you've got to look at Brunson. It could be Jack Kamarnison because he fought uh, Sean Strickland last weekend and lost a very, you know, it was a quite close decision, but Sean Strickland is quietly moving up the table here at 185. Cause, so that could be another fight for Izzy maybe down the line. Um, you know, obviously, Dar- 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 Brunson's fought Darren Till, so there's no point in that. Maybe Calvin Gastelum, or maybe Uriah Hall if he comes through his next fight. Gastelum, Gastelum needs a victory there, doesn't he? Has to, you know, you have to look at Darren Darren Till. You know, um, they're, they're desperate for victories, aren't they, down there? But they're still in, you know, they're still within the reaches. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, you can't because... you can't write them off. You can never write them off. No, and I, but you also got to take into account that like Whitaker and Adesanya have beaten majority of people in you know that we're looking at here in front of us and it, you know it, it's a hard sell to put one of these fighters that have already beaten you and unless you're a champion you know to sort of rematch because it's got to be a reason isn't it like you know what what, what about having fifth versus sixth there you know why strickland and brunson i uh, yeah, but strickland's on a, on a winning streak isn't he and he's just beat yeah. jack manison so it's sean strickland but then again actually stuart we could do that Luke Rockhold's meant to be coming back to 185. Oh, Chris, I know, but I, I know, but he's, 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 all he's that momentum, a... all that momentum years ago, and then um, it just hasn't been the same fighter, has he? Or do you think yeah, you can? You think Michael you can Bis- have an Indian Ma- Michael, summer? Michael Bisping ruined that for him, killed his jaw. Um, um, can he? Yeah, can he get back? Can he get back into it? I don't know. Um, you know, he's he fight. He trains still at AKA. You know. He, it's it's one of them where your heart goes, and I think you're there just for the money. Then, even though the, obviously the money, and I said this when you were when you were, went off screen strip, but the money situation in Europe is a bit awry, isn't it, with fighters? Um, I don't know. Luke Rockhold's still a name and a former champion, though, and if I feel like he can sort of get in the mix just because of his name, and he's on a loss, he needs a fight. Who better else than Derek Brunson versus Luke Rockhold? Mm-hmm. You know, if Luke Rockhold comes back and bounces Derek Brunson off, you know, off the canvas, then you know Luke Rockhold's, you know, back in the fray at middleweight. You know, if Derek Brunson boots beats Luke Rockhold, then other fights have already happened. You know, in and around this fight happening, then Derek Brunson can look for someone else he can fight. Um, I just don't think you can put him in like Sean Strickland together because Sean Strickland's, I think he's on the only up at the moment, and I, I think the likes of Sean Strickland. I don't even know where he's going to go, actually, because there's so many fights that in that division are on a losing streak to ones that are on a winning streak. Do you know what I mean? You could it's give got, Sean Strickland... It's got to make sense, hasn't it, in, in, you, in a lot of respects? Well, you could give um, Vittorio Whitaker Sean Strickland and, and, and see, like, let's see where your your level is. Yeah. But it, it's, it's thrown him into the Wolves, then. Do you want to throw a, a, another contender to the Wolves and then we're back again to square one where... Adesanya's having to rematch this game. I don't know if it's my connection or yours.
You're back. We are back. We are back. You are back. Yeah, yeah. I was just checking my connection again, but it seemed okay. So yeah, so that that's it. That's it in a nutshell, really. Absolutely. So yeah, middleweight division as well. Plenty of competition for places. You know, there's plenty of fight options as well, which is great for the division as a as a whole. Absolutely. And Chris, are we going to preview Fight Night Walker versus Hilton? I don't know too much about Hill, but we know about Johnny Walker. Wrong one. Johnny go. Walker, Chris, is probably more famed for like tripping on a stage <laughs> yeah. than, than actually what he's done in the octagon. But he is I know, he's, I... got, he's got a bit of charisma about him, to, to say the least. Yeah, and I I, I I don't know with Johnny Walker. Because yeah, I mean if we covered this fight against Tiago Santos, didn't we, um, last year? And it's not long ago when he fought Tiago Santos, actually. I think it was October, November when he fought him on a fight night. Yeah. Um, and it was quite lustre, wasn't it? It wasn't really what I thought it was going to be. You know, I thought there would be, it'd be quite you know, a banger, but it wasn't really. They, they were very technical and they didn't really want to engage. Um, I don't know. See, Jamal Hill fought um, Paul Craig a few, a few, was it last year? Yeah, it might have been last year. And these two had the, had a lot of hatred between each other, and um, they got to, they, they they fought. And um, Paul Craig, the Scotsman, um, very underrated on the ground is uh, is uh, Paul Craig. He broke Jamal Hill's arm, um, quite it's horrid, like you could see it and snap like. Uh, but Jamal Hill come back and he beat Jimmy Croop, knocked him out, um, and I can I can sort of get that up actually. Jimmy Jimmy Croop's a tank as well. Yes, He's um, a big big guy at the weight. Oh, there you go. He didn't fight that long ago, Stuart. Yeah, Jimmy Crute uh, was December the 4th. Right, okay. Uh, so right, we quick, fought... Another, another quick turnaround, you know, as we've had in, uh, you know, like, like with last week's fights, you know, he's back in there. Yeah, and he's fought a Oven St. Prove as well, and he's beaten him with TKO, a TKO victory with him. His only loss in the UFC was against Paul Craig, um, which for some reason down on Wikipedia, it's down as um, a TKO with elbows and punches, but he broke his arm. In it. Any so, anybody can adjust a, a Wikipedia. Yeah, and just go true. in and start and start typing, and they don't know the facts. But there yeah, I, I remember. I remember the lies when we used to sign play shoot, and we didn't. And I used to look at Wikipedia, and it was all lies. Never at fall least, for that trap. At least you knew it, it was wrong on there. Then anyway. Yes. Yes. And um, also, I'll... Chris. Also, Chris. Just to go back. Just a bit. Go back to his name, Johnny Walker. I never thought this guy was Brazilian. You know, when you like to see a name, and there's like no flag or whatever. Yeah, it's like the, the most obscure Brazilian name I've ever heard. I thought, oh, this guy, you know, this guy could be American. He could be from the UK. So yeah, just just, just a little side note, a little side note. Or oh, he's, Johnny, he's another... Johnny Walker whiskey. Well, here's a side note as well, Stuart. He trained at SBG Island as well. I didn't, I didn't know that until you just told me. Oh, there yeah. you go. Hasn't done him a world of good though, mind you, because he still hasn't no. been great. No. Uh, so, oh, are you going with Hill on this one, Chris? Uh, I'm, I'm just going to look at Johnny Walker's last couple of fights here. Well, see, here you go. Um, he is one win in four, Stuart, currently. His oh, last win was against Ryan. He lost, his last win was in 2020 against Ryan Spann. Um, Corey Anderson, who's currently um, number one contender for the Bellator Light Heavyweight Championship, it was the guy that sent this uh, Johnny Walker into a spiral because he never lost a fight in the UFC till he fought Corey Anderson and Corey Anderson TKO'd him. He also then lost to Nico Klyvov, a uh, decision, beat Span, and obviously we saw the, the Santos, uh, sorry, yeah, the Santos sort of, he's uh, lost to, the, I can't say his word, he's lost to Thiago Santos um, back in October. So, 
I don't know. Who would you say really is, is, is who's got the sort of the narrative here? Who's got the confidence to go and win? Because they really, I'd say Hill. I would say Hill off uh, off of who he's fought. You know, he's in he's in a better he's in a better spot, isn't he? In more recent times, but yeah, when you won and four, you know that the, the, the pressure's on, isn't it? Because he, he one more, he's getting cut unless he's, you know unless he's still in contract with them. I don't know how many fights he's got left, but it leads you to believe if he goes if Walker goes to one and five, he's in trouble of getting cut, surely. And how has he been cut cut already at one and one and four? He's lucky because people go, people go at one and three, don't yes. they? And they yes, get they, they get cut and they get cut like so. Dana obviously likes him. I don't know why. To be honest with you, I don't see anything <laughs> really. That, I don't see anything. I don't. I don't in a division at two hundred five, which I feel like it's there for the taking. You know, without John Jones being there, and there's a lot older guys at two hundred five. It's there for the taking, but here's Stuart. Uh, I'm just going to bring it up if it lets me. Um, this is the fight card for the weekend. Uh, can you yes, see it? Yes, lovely. I think just give it a little zoom in, Chris. It's a little bit. I'm squinting even with my glasses on here, just so people can see. Blind bastard. I know. There you go. We've got a catch. We've got a catch weight, Chris. Kyle Dallas. Yes. This is Jamie Pickett. Um, yeah, that would be because. Uh, Dorcas was meant to fight someone else. He's pulled out, and um, Jamie Pickett couldn't make the weight. So they've sort of there. They wow. go. That's, that's the catch weight there. That's the situation. Met, met, met him halfway, haven't we? There, absolutely. And then uh, we've got there Parker, Parker Porter. Yeah, this is Alan Badeau. Chris, do you know much about them too? Yeah, not particularly. Um, I haven't really much watched more. But like uh, Parker Porter is quite new, isn't he? Just. Not really. I haven't really watched him. I know Alan Bulldog. I think Alan Bulldog. I think one of them is six foot Stuart and really shouldn't be at heavyweight. Oh my god! I can't remember which yeah, one it yeah. was now. Um, but one of them, I, I can't remember. But one of them is six foot Stuart, um, and they're not they're not heavyweight. They're like heavyweight really, um, but obviously they need to sort the diet out. I can't remember which one it is Stuart, but um, I don't. I, Jim, I, what, Jim, so Miller, Jim Miller below Chris as well, the veteran. He's not been doing. He's, he's been doing relatively well, hasn't he? Considering the number of years he's been with with the promotion, you know. He won by TKO in his last fight, Stu. He's a, had a bit of a renaissance, hasn't he? As a Jim Miller, as you say, he's in his Indian summer. Yeah, absolutely. He's been doing fantastic. You know, absolutely. So you look, I look. Obviously, you look to his name. You know, we know Jim Miller very well. We know his capabilities. Don't know much about Nicholas Motta though, Chris. How do you think he'll fare? Is this another young guy coming through? He, he he's he's beaten a guy that um I can't remember who beat Jim Miller a couple of fights ago, but he's relatively known. It's not fantastic, is um Motta really? I think this is an, another sort of pickings for Jim Miller, unless Jim Miller has a really off night. I feel like Jim Miller can continue on with this winning streak. Personally, here, absolutely, yeah. We look forward to seeing him. A patron, a patron of MMA. No ah, question, yes. Jim Miller. Yeah, Mr. Professional. Absolutely. Anything else on the prelims, Chris? Well, you know, uh, Jacqueline Buckley, because he won knockout the year last year, if you remember. Was it the year before with, it, uh, with that spinning sort of back kick? If you remember it, the guy caught his leg and he spun around and gave him a heel kick to the chin. Do you not right, remember okay. that? I'd, I'd, probably have to, I'd probably have to see it again, but yeah, yeah it, might, it, it might ring bells if I saw, if I saw it. Yeah, fantastic um, finish. He, he he did lose his last fight. Um, the guy's facing um, I can't pronounce his name, Stuart, so I'll call him Adol. Um, this guy is um, a powerhouse, Stuart, absolute monster, um, and he's got power, and he's a, he's a destroyer. I, and I feel like Buckley's going to get knocked out here quite quite ferociously. 
Chris's call in that one. And then I know Chav Skelly, to be fair, Chris. That's another name that jumps out at me. He's, he's in action at featherweight. Yeah. It's Mark, um, Mark Striegel. Yeah, and Jessica Rose Clark. She's been around. She she you know she's a decent uh, ladies fighter. She's got a good fight against Stephanie Negger. Um, that'll be an interesting one. Um, rest of them really should do it. Um, aren't really fights. I um, I can't. Well, Jonathan Pierce is fighting as well, but they haven't got a, a fight a fight for him yet. But uh, I'll get rid of that because yeah, the card's not really exciting. It's not after after all the sort of what you've had. Yeah, you get a numbered event uh, and. You get a numbered event, and I think you just expect you've seen all the top end guys on a numbered one on a pay per view, and it's but like holy, do, holy hell. We do have a big fight after this, though, Stuart. We've got, um, we've got, the, we've got the biggest. I know, no, no, no. Oh, no. Right. All that. Right, okay. Ma- Ma- Makachev is in action. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, um, obviously, he's got a big challenge. Um, I can't. Hold on, I'll find a date for you here. It'd be easier. He's facing Darush. It's Darush. Yeah. yeah. So that's Fe- he, February twenty sixth. So that's a week had, after. He, he's had the renaissance, as I know. We've spoken about Darush. You know, he's he's, he's been doing very <laughs> well. But I, I'm going Makachev, Chris. Um, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because we're getting with Makachev. Is it, it, it? This is his biggest um, challenge to date, isn't it? Um, and an interesting sort of style because Darush, you say, he's on the up. Darush has been. Knocking at the door, he had a fantastic win against Tony Ferguson um, that really pushed him. And obviously, Tony Ferguson's on the, on the way down, but Tony Ferguson's still a name. So if you can win against Tony Ferguson, it's a good lift off in that division for yourself. And then that division is just getting packed and packed full of savages at lightweight. Um, you know, one must consider and think about where does Conor McGregor fit in all this. Once <laughs> I think I, I can't see him being anywhere. To be honest with you, mate, it's just. Too too long out the too long out the game, and then these guys are just living and breathing it, aren't they? Mm. Getting training, getting fights, and he's just not active enough, is he? And we've seen he's he struggled. So, you know, I th- yeah, I don't know where McGregor fits into it at all. I really don't. Maybe someone further down, but yeah, the mm, top possibly, ten, the top possibly. the top ten map, the top ten's absolutely stacked, as you say. So yeah, uh, anything else before we move back to the boxing? And after that, Stuart it is Covey Covington versus yeah, it's that's March the eighth, isn't it? I, I'll I'm get sure, that up. I'm sure I'll I heard that. Get that up for you now and have a look, mate. My um, my ears were ringing when I heard that. March the fifth. March the fifth. Sorry, I wasn't far away, but yeah, three days. Uh, ago. The card so far is, is, is relatively decent. We've obviously um, this weekend's card was meant to be Desanyos versus Fizev, um, but they've they've moved that fight to this card. Because I, obviously I don't think Diaz and Poirier is, ha- is happening because that was rumoured for this card as well. So it was meant to be um, Covington and Masvidal is the, is the main and then Diaz versus Poirier is the co-main. But obviously I don't think that's come to fruition, sadly. Um, but you have, you have, that. Yeah, you have Espen Barbosa versus Bryce Mitchell. That'd be a great fight. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Kevin Holland versus Alex Oliveira. A, a very interesting fight for Kevin Holland because he really needs to get back on that winning trail, doesn't he? He desperately needs to get it. Um, yeah, other than that, obviously, fights are still to be announced for that card, so I won't say too much just in case we get you know something okay. else, it, it, you know, Fine. later down the a couple of weeks. Plenty, we'll co- plenty coming up in the coming months with the UFC, then. And uh, yeah, we're going to go back to the boxing and Saturday night event. Uh, match room, we're back on the zone. We were at the Alexandra Palace in London, the Ali Pali, where we see the darts every year. And uh, fantastic turnout, Chris. It was packed, it was packed in there. Uh, they're all on like low, low level, really, like floor seating. 
the way yeah the way I did know it I did know it but um yeah just it looked it looked totally different tight set for the darts but yeah it was good to see him back on it Chris you went for John Ryder to win because I went for Danny Jacobs and you you are the you're the victor along with John Ryder there because he stunned Danny Jacobs uh Danny Jacobs was doing really well early on I felt you know he was he was boxing well behind the jab but mm -hmm. um John John Ryder you know I, I thought he's struggling here but it turned it turned and I think I think him being at super middle and being accustomed to super middle did help him as that fight went on. You know, Danny Jacobs had to come up a weight, hasn't he? And yeah. uh, John John Ryder, fantastic to turn it round, like round six, round seven onwards. It was uh, it was great to see. And a split decision victory. It was 115, 113 times two for John Ryder, and then a 115, 113 for Danny Jacobs, Chris. So yeah, split, but a fantastic, fantastic victory for John Ryder, who We'll have Canelo waiting in the Oof. wings, but as we said before, Canelo is looking into light heavyweight. So we don't yes, know when is, that yeah. fight's going to be made. But John Ryder's got a huge fight on his hands, uh, you know, when he gets to that. And he was thinking about quitting off the bat. Oh, if, right, he lost, okay. if he lost, if he lost on Saturday, he was looking to be quitting boxing. So he's done. Well, he's done fantastic. Glad he hasn't. Glad he hasn't. The, the floor is yours now. Anyway, I'll let you have a have a little bit on this. Well, I only watched the highlights, so I only watched like eight minutes or so of this. Um, today um I, I see when you said it turned around i i thought it was was it round five and six where it, it spun to rider but i thought like rider pulled him into a, a sort of fight that jacobs didn't want but jacobs as you say was behind the jab and, and he was really yeah. good at those combinations to body head body head head body uh but it was very tight wasn't it like a phone booth but i think from like round six onwards uh rider turned it into a dog fight made it like really rough um, and just dragging him into deep waters. I don't think he wanted to be in that sort of um, sort of rush, frantic, sort of like being in a hell, isn't it, for him in that sort of fight where you're all more of a technical and you, you pick your spots. Ryder was just coming and throwing everything at him, but, but the kitchen sink. And I think he fell into that sort of um, just a fist fight then, didn't he? Where sort of combinations and techniques sort of fell out the window and it was who could hit first. Head movement was sort of still there because they were slipping quite a bit of them, but... I think he fell into that trap that Ryder made him do, and, and it, it was throw all this sort of his skill set out the window and fight Ryder's style fight. And um, you saw them Ryder Ryder got confident, didn't he? And he was catching him quite a fair bit, and he was he was chasing him down. I thought I loved it, Stuart. You know, he, the the ring would go, and he'd come in and, and pop a straight a straight right into his face immediately. He might miss half the time, but he, you know, what I mean that the the ID was there constantly going, mate, constantly going. It was just. What a turnaround. I couldn't get over it, really, because I thought, oh, Danny Jacobs has got this. I really felt I, I couldn't see him getting back into it. But what heart he showed. And, you know, I think Ryder said about Danny Jacobs, that veteran instinct that he had, you know, fighting at the lower weights. You know, he did find it tricky from what he was saying after the fight. But, you know, another another point with Danny Jacobs, he beat cancer in 2011, you know. Well, he's, he's, he's a cancer survivor. And they said he wouldn't box again. You know, and then mm -hmm. he came, came in, he became a two-weight world champion off the back of it so uh yeah it'd be interesting to see what happens with danny jacobs now whether he calls it a day or maybe he goes back down to middleweight there might be some fights from there um so it'd be interesting to see what happens in but yeah john Ryder is mandatory to canelo now which is just a huge you know i, I bet he's elated to that the way the fight swung oh no most definitely most definitely um but you know, I mean, you're fighting Canelo next, and it, it's like you know you're you're excited to fight this guy because he's one of the best in the world, isn't he? And 
I think you know that excitement comes out of your arse as soon as you step in ring with Canelo. And as you say, you'll let you you'll let you think that you're, you're getting some momentum there, and you're beating him to the punch, and all of a sudden he turns it on, and then you're on the canvas. Just, that's what happens, though, isn't it? John John Ryder's got heart, and you know, like we said last week, you know, against Callum Smith, a lot of people have him winning that fight. He, he obviously was the uh, loser on the night. But yeah, he, he he's got he's got tremendous heart. You know, you need you do need the heart as much as you need your skill. And uh, you know, like you said, Chris, he's gritty. He's a gritty fighter. You know, if he needs to go at you and have a bit of a trade off, he'll do it. And uh, yeah, just uh, just so positive, you know, coming forward there because he he was behind. He was behind, you know, and he, he did so well. Yeah, fantastic performance. Chris, I want to make a special reference to Johnny Fisher as well, the Essex-born fighter, because 3,000 of the tickets were sold by him through friends and obviously people that are following him, and it was his fifth pro fight of his career. Uh, right. even, pe- even people travelled from Exeter because he was in university in Exeter. So what a story that was to sell 3,000 tickets, and they could have sold more, so his dad said as well. Well, that you know what that, that that's just fantastic though, really. You know, what I mean that you can go and do that. You know, and, you know, considering it's not like a massive event and it's not huge names. I know you say that Danny Jacobs has fought some of the best in the world, but you know, to go and do that, you know, what I mean, you got you got to tip your hat, haven't you, to them, really? Absolutely. Uh, again, he was getting to journeyman from Spain. The name eludes me. So yeah, uh, but the, the guy's ten and twelve now. But it's another fight. You know, the guy's been in there with, with people. The Spanish guy. So it was a test for him. Uh, he mm-hmm. did well. He did well with his job. You know, he looked good. His punching's good. Um, I think you know he's just learning how to land more more effectively. But he's learning on the job, isn't he? But uh, only twenty two, Johnny Fisher as well. So you know, he's he's with Eddie Hearn. I'm sure Eddie Hearn's going to promote him well. And uh, yeah, just a fantastic fantastic night at the Alexandra Palace. It's got to be said, it was a good card. Felix Cash came through, had a bit of a scare in his fight, retained his title. Uh, he was dropped twice, I think it was. So he he showed a lot of heart. He, he got the victory in the end. And uh, yeah, just as I say, great night. Great night for Matt Room. And yeah, that that's uh, that was everything on Saturday night, Chris, that I wanted to cover there. Minus a bit of ruckus between a huge boxing fighter and a... Oh, I suppose it's a UFC superstar, Stuart, on the weekend that it caught my eye. <laughs> right. Please, please, uh, please have lib on that. I've, I've just looked at the quotes there while you were talking, Stuart, just so I could bring some up. Um, obviously, I can't screen it because it's on other pages. I think it'll get pissy with us if I brought it up on there. Um, so basically, yeah, Conor McGregor and Tyson Fury were going at it on Twitter, Stuart, which... Um, Surprised me a bit because I always thought they, you know, they weren't best friends. They weren't friends per se, but you know, they they got on with each other and respected what they did. And I remember Fury when he was sort of uh, sort of hinting at coming in the UFC and he was going to train with Conor McGregor and Conor McGregor was offered to train him. Um, apparently, Conor McGregor said no, he has not. But um, yeah, um, so I'll start it off, Stuart. Is uh, apparently um, Tyson Fury um, saw a picture of Khabib Nurmagomedov, and we all know the history between Conor and Khabib. He was holding the United shirt, which, you know, unfortunately, I get probably pissed off about as well. But um, this is basically what it started off with. He just said, this is Tyson Fury now. Well done. You got in, you got out. Which I think, you know, that's something I think Tyson wants to do as well, isn't it? Get in, get out, undefeated. Uh, you know, because that's a legacy, isn't it? Well, Connor didn't like that shirt. Um, he, took it, he took exception to it. Uh, it's, it. This is the quote back is, 
up the choices, Big Joe. You bottled it with B- Billy Joe's dar, which obviously is his dad. What were you do? What were you doing there? You you left him. You besotty twat. Done nothing. You and then he's like, e- even when I'm wrong, who did it? The Mac Daddy tonight in the house, Miami Bahamas. Right. Um, obviously, you're waiting for Fury's sort of <laughs> reply. Um, and he, oh. Fury's reply is, "Come back when you win a fight, Mush." The difference between me and you is I don't get myself in trouble and people actually like me, just like when you, just like a bully who hit an old man. Um, and he just big up Hulk Joe in the house, welcome. And then, <laughs> um, he has got in there because that's that's factual, that's very factual. What you're in, um, he then repeats after this, and this is Fury again. Um, Conrad Gregor has, has done more tapping than MJ's old dancing shoes. <laughs> um, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. No, he's got no. Him, he's, got um, him, uh, he's got him by the proverbial short and curly there. He's, and Connor's deleted this tweet now, but he wrote back only freely, only freely, only three times, Billy Dar. Now who's tapping on the on the teak of my yachts? Big crystal full proper 12 in the poor. Lambo one has a carton fiber teak. Uh, what fuck's a teak, Stuart? Um, teak's a type of wood. It's a bit. It's, right. it's like it's like a pine. It's a it's a pine. It is a teak. Teak. That's what he's getting at. So he's got pristine wood on his boat, mate. Oh well, he's rather than, rather than pristine wood in his undies. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, he's probably got shit in his undies. Um, <laughs> he's definitely got shit in his mouth. Um, but basically, he says at the end, something you've never done, you've done nothing. Um, that. Well, that, that, that's it. There was no more after that, um, unfortunately. But it was quite bizarre. Um, like I said, I what, wasn't the, the two people I'd, I'd ever expect to really... No, because they, they've been complimentary about one another yeah, in, yeah. in years gone by. Maybe, yeah. they're, maybe they're fooling us all. I mean, it might be a bit of banter back back and forth. Like, but yeah it, got, yeah, it got a little bit personal. It got a little bit personal. Connor's not the same quick-witted guy. We said this off-camera. He's not the same quick-witted guy as he once was, where Tyson Fury is on the money and he's so quick. Uh, but whatever he said to Conor McGregor is pretty much true. Um, it's fact. It's factual. It's factual. Remember the old man getting hit? That happened. You know, the tapping. <laughs> that was the best one. That was the best quote. <laughs> old, old, old MJ's dancing issues. <laughs> there's, not uh, much, there's not much you can say. No. It's there. There's footage. There's footage. It, so he's, he's Connor, on that Connor again, though, his only come back to that, Stuart, is well, I've got fucking money. Which he has. Which he yes, has. But, but uh, Tyson's got money not to the level that he's made. He's made his fair share. He's made more than enough where he's been able to donate to charity as well. And he donates I mean, quite a lot to charity. And he's you know quite. I mean? It's uh, the more money that guy's earned, the worse he's got, if anything. Because you remember he was on welfare when he was starting out and all that. Yeah, so yeah, should, I remember. He, it all. Should, he should he should be a bit more down to earth about stuff. Uh, he's got the Look, money, and he's he's arrogant. He's arrogant. Yes, he's got the self entitled though, isn't it? Now, yeah, it's it's that, like, yeah. Fury will never be like that. Fury, will, you know, Fury, you know, still be working class, won't he? The way you know his ideals in life. When I met him, what was it back in 2014? Colin McGregor, dead nice guy. It was pissing down the rain, took a picture of me. I've not told you the story before. Yeah. But he was dead nice. He, even in the rain, he'd give me two or three minutes of you know conversation with him. Didn't give a shit it was raining. Didn't even get a shit the guy who said, 
kind of get in the car and he's like, fuck off. Do you know what I mean? I started New York in then. Um, but anyway, he was telling, and he wanted to speak to me. But if I bet you if I tried to speak to him right now, you'd tell me to fuck off. You know what I mean? You know, I'm like some sort of peasant on the street to him now. He was too busy watching Justin Bieber playing tennis the other week. I he did see. Giving... Yeah, yeah. It's like, come on. Did Connor. you notice the height difference? Uh, you know, the UFC have always made Connor like sound like he's a tall guy. And then that picture with, with uh, him and Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber's bigger yeah. than him. I think it's just, he, he lives the life. There's no question about that. But I think the fighting days, it's just... Yeah, dwindling. Yeah, it's like what sort of fight can he get now? Like we said earlier, you know what? Tony Ferguson, of... I think that probably yeah, that or Michael yeah. Chandler. I think he could beat Ferguson. I don't think he beats Michael no, Chandler. No, Chandler, Chandler. Yeah, it's 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 tough. It's just so hard. And um, I thought he would have fought. I thought he would have fought by now as well. You know, since the last fight, it's just uh, Connor. He could I fight now. He's got a broken ankle. Is he still? Is he still bloody? How long has he been out for? Yeah, he only broke it like uh, July time, didn't he? Bloody hell! I didn't even—I didn't even realize he was still out injured with that. He's, yeah, have you seen a picture of him? How much he weighs now? Does he—does he think he's going yeah. into you know a two hundred and five? He's, know, like, the... he's like one—he's like walking around at one ninety, isn't he? Yeah, that and that's you know it's a lot of weight to cut to one fifty-five from that, and I'm sure he will because he is professional in in that sense. But uh, yeah, do you think uh, Vardar will look at him and thinking you ballooned up? <laughs> it's it's gonna it's gonna say it's gonna you know elevate suspicion, isn't it? In Walker a lot, but then a lot of people have had fun with that on the socials, haven't they? You know, oh yeah, there, yeah, yeah. A lot of people yeah. had fun with his weight all of a sudden. Jake Paul being one of them. Uh, oh, but, uh, let them yeah. Less of that name until I hear a fight, Stuart. I do not want to know about Jake Paul. I, I, I heard his, I heard his song. He, he did a, a a diss track on Dana White, didn't he? And it's fucking shit. But as usual, it gets numbers. Hey, hey you can't. Uh, yeah, as much as I don't like him fighting, he, he does. He does generate numbers a lot. Oh, he knows uh, what he's him. doing, doesn't he? But, yeah, Dana White. Like Dana White doesn't want anything to do with him now. By the way, he's, he's come out and said, and uh, that he he doesn't want anything to do with. He wants to sort of close the door on that sort of shit with uh, Jake Paul. Bit worrying to think that you know Absolutely. after everything that Jake Paul's come out and said, and some things he has said that I've, I had to agree with, like the pay. Uh, and and the medical treatment after the after the fights and after they finished their careers, so maybe just doesn't want to get dragged into that anymore. That was a nice little end piece there, Chris, that you put in. That was good because it, obviously it's been happening, you know, recent. So uh, yeah, yeah, that was very no. Though I did enjoy that. Some of them quotes are brilliant, absolutely brilliant. But yeah, don't have a war war of words with Tyson. I think that's Mush. the uh, that's the that's the thing he's got to learn there. And the fact that he's deleted one of his tweets as well. Says enough to me that he's been defeated verbally. I, I don't think he shut Connor up though. Uh, he's someone that he'll, he'll come back and do something stupid. Or maybe he'll oh. go. Maybe he'll go and have another fight with MGK at the fucking awards oh, show. Oh god! He only wanted a photo with Megan Fox, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh god Almighty! But hey ho! Yes. yes. There, there we go, Chris. Anything in closing? Um. Any, any, any news? Any news for the viewers? Well, I, 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 um, well. I'll say this. Uh, I am speaking to Lee McGeary about coming back on the show. I'm just waiting for um, him to get back, back, get back to me and Stuart. Um, but I, I think we might have Lee McGeary on maybe next week, but if possible, the week after that. Um, yeah. But you'll get all the pictures and all the all those sort of times when we uh, sort of nail down Lee McGeary. So Lee McGeary will be our next guest when we sort days and times out, um, so we can speak about everything else that you know that he's been doing since we last spoke to him. Lovely, yeah. Former Bellator. Champion Lee McGarry, who we've had on before, obviously based in Hawaii, 
but UK born and bred. Yeah, doesn't yep. get enough credit. Doesn't get enough credit for his accomplishments. I don't think because he, no. he did he did very very well. He did very well. But as humble as they come, yeah, lovely lovely bloke. And we look forward to that, Chris. Hopefully, you can get that penciled in in the coming weeks. My. And uh, yeah, I'm down at Cheltenham this weekend just to yes. go on the yes. side. Tell us about it. Yes, so yeah, Tajiri, the Japanese buzzsaw, he's flying in this week actually from Japan. So yeah, we've got Tajiri on the card. This is Jody Flyshu. Jody Flyshu, one of the most underrated high flyers ever. One of the best wrestlers UK have ever produced because, you know, they went over to America, him and Johnny Storm doing the high flying and all that. And they were ahead of their time. And uh, yeah, Jody's been a guest on the podcast as well. Um, about nearly two years ago now, a bit, bit less. So, yeah, they're, they're in the main event. And uh, Franco Varga, also, he's on a three-week uh, tour at the moment across the UK. Another former guest, he's on the show as well. So, look forward to that. And there's a few others that have been on the pod as well that are there. So, yeah, looking forward to that. Iconic venue as well, the Cheltenham Town Hall. So, a typical British, lovely, lovely venue by the looks of it. So, I'll be doing some live videos before the show, I think. And uh, looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, but what, what are you doing there? What are you doing with the show? Commentary, commentary I'm on. And then uh, Mike Angus is on ring announcing as well. So I'm going to get to see Mike. Not seen Mike uh, since Christmas, I think it'll be, since we last bumped into one another at the last Superstar Pro show. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, and, yeah, just a full four and a half hour journey on Saturday and then the same on Sunday. And you'll so, be yeah. rough. But oh, I hope not. <laughs> you'll be rough, lad. It depends how it depends how much I drink with Ant, because obviously Ant, Ant, Sanji, and Kev are coming down to watch the show. Um, can people can people still get tickets for it if they want to? Oh, go and watch still it? ticket. There's still tickets available. If you go to Cheltenham Town Hall, they're being sold directly through them. So uh, yeah, there are still tickets available for the show, and there's a meet and greet as well. So you get you can meet to Jerry. And the other guys that are on the card, I think everyone's going to be involved in the meet and greet. But that's £15, which is not too bad. You know, you're getting yeah, a lot for your money. You're getting a lot right. for your money. But yeah, that is World Pro Wrestling All-Star Extravaganza this Saturday. So looking forward to that. And yeah, I think that's us, Nick Chris, till next Monday. Till next Monday, yeah. Um, we'll break down, obviously, this weekend's UFC. Uh, Kel Brook and Amir Khan will have the, the, the review of that. Or, and, uh, you know, our, fa- our thoughts and feelings of whoever won, you know. Um, we then look ahead, don't we, to Darush and Makachev. Um, hopefully then we'll have Liam McGeary. Or maybe we can get Liam McGeary to give us some sort of thoughts and feelings between Covington and Masvidal. I'd love to know what a former fighter thinks. I think, I think, that, we, need, I think we need to because we've obviously had a lot of history on him. So, so we're not going through the same stuff with him. I think that's a good shout to get his, you know, his, his opinions on what's, what's happening with them. So that'd be brilliant, you know, in a fight sense. And, uh, you know, what it, what it takes when you're in fight week as well. It's all the psych- psychological side, isn't it? As much as the physical. Oh, definitely. And, you know, there's going to be mental warfare between them two. Also, Stuart, before we uh, end the show, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but I love the promo that UFC put for Masvidal in uh, Covington. It was really I have, good. Uh, I have seen it. I have seen really it. Good bad, yeah. Really yeah. good promo. Really good promo. It's going to be amazing. But, like, you know, they were they were so close. <laughs> yeah. now, they hate, now they hate each other's guts. It's mad. It's madness. But, yeah, that's, that's life sometimes. These things happen, rips happen, and then that's that's it. But yeah, we will be back next Monday. Not sure on the time, but we'll be posting. Yeah, we'll let you Chris, know. Chris, Chris will schedule it, um, and yeah, we'll see you on Monday for 
a week on Monday, should I say, for the next one, episode 47 of Powerful.tv Big Fight Weekly. I've been Stuart Palmer. I'm with my co-host and cousin, Chris Hume, and we'll see you next Monday. And make sure, before I go here, you follow us on the socials. It's all in the description down below. Well done, all yeah, our socials. Absolutely. Come, come and join the conversation. We can still speak after the show's finished. Believe me, I, I'm up for all conversations. Well, not all. That's a bit weird. Not all of them. But hey, anyway, I'll see you next Monday. Take care. Take it easy. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.